Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living, here on WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. That's WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And if you haven't joined uh, Artful Living before, we try to theme our show with really uplifting stories with art, with grace, with great community interaction, uh, businesses here in the Granite State uh, that are all working forward toward that endeavor. And uh, we, of course, have to start our program with our shout out to Good Life. And I'm going right off their website because this is a great little blurb here that they have on their website, which, of course, is goodlifenh.org. The time to live is now from yoga to tai chi to art classes and guided tours of New Hampshire. Good Life programs and activities connect active seniors to their lives and to the community. This is a place where experience and energy come together, a place where older adults are valued as full participants in the community. So you can visit Good Life at their uh, facility, 254 North State Street in Concord, or you can visit them online. Like we said, goodlifenh.org. They are in the Smokestack Center in Concord. And those of you that do listen to Art for Living know how much I love this, this organization. They do such great work. Uh, in the community, and there are free classes available where you can try stuff out. It's just a wonderful group of people over at Good Life. So there's today's blurb for uh, Artful Living. And uh, today we have a wonderful guest, and now this is kind of like a blast from the past. Uh, It's been a while since uh, we've spoken with this gal, and uh, her name is Allison Messier. And for those of you that have listened to Artful Living for a while, you know that Allison has sort of been been in this family for a very long time. And when I say this family, I mean my own family, the music family, the uh, opera family. I mean, you can enlarge that any way you like it. But uh, Allison is joining us now. She is on, on her way to work. So we kind of caught her uh, in between gigs, so to speak. But Allison, it's wonderful to have you with us. Thank you. It's so nice to be with you. Yes, it's been a while, hon, hasn't it? Absolutely. I think it's been a couple of years, maybe, or maybe yeah. just one year. Yeah, no, it's been a little bit. I, I, it's always nice to talk to you. Um, when I was at home thinking about today's, uh, you know, chat conversation, I was uh, smiling because of how how many years has it been? Probably close to 30 since since we first met, or is that way <laughs> off? Uh, that's probably accurate. I think it was about, yeah, 95 or 96. So. Oh, my goodness, huh? <laughs> that time went pretty fast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As it always does, right? <laughs> so for, for those of you on the um, that, that don't know Allison, Allison was a youngster who came into our uh, local opera arts community. And we had a program called Opera Fest of New Hampshire, and she was about 13 or 14. How old were you, Allison? But younger, eleven or twelve, when I was first Get out. involved. Holy! Yeah, because my I think I was only in like fifth grade. Wow. So. <laughs> okay, but even better. Back when we used to do shows at the Chester Opera House. Yeah. And we were also on the what used to be White Pine College. 
ancestors. That's right. Oh, my so gosh. That's where it began. Yeah. Long time ago. I mean, um, we we certainly went through a lot of shows. Allison was a really mm-hmm. talented young girl, and she uh, absolutely loved performing. She loved learning. She loved performing. And uh, it's no surprise that she's still involved uh, in the arts today. Um, even, you know what, it's not an easy gig to find your way through sometimes this this life choice, you know, to pursue the arts. And uh, you have been incredibly creative with how you have managed to stay active in the, in the musical arts and in the arts world. So um, why don't we start with where, where are you driving right now? We'll, we'll talk a little bit about where you're going. Sure. I am headed to Mitchell College in New London, Connecticut, so along the Thames River in New London, kind of near the Coast Guard Academy. And I go there once a week where I have a small studio of voice students, um, none of whom are music majors. They're all just singing because they love to, Mm -hmm. and they're doing this as an extracurricular offering. So I live (laughs) kind of far from there. Um, For me, it usually takes about 90 minutes to get there. Today, uh, it's a lot longer (laughs) because we had some of that lovely highway traffic. There you go. However, uh, yeah, so I'm headed there to teach for the afternoon. I see, I see. Mitchell College. So, you know what? It it sounds like a lovely place. I I can't say that I've heard of it. But uh, you know what? Tons of colleges out there we haven't all heard of. So it's Yeah, it's so saturated with little colleges that a lot of them fall through the cracks. But it's a beautiful place. It's kind of small, which is nice. It's a tight-knit community. There are about 500 students on campus right now. Beautiful. And... um, yeah. Good for you. Good for you. So, um, you know, in when we were first just speaking about um, the, the navigation of an arts career, for the lay mm-hmm. folk out there, they probably don't know what it is we're talking about, right? For, for people that yeah. don't do what we do, it can seem, you know, like a pretty easy designation. You do A, you go to B, and then you finish at C. And that is just not correct, is it? That's really fallen apart. I mean, I think there was a little while within the the realm of classical singing where that plan was working for people, Mm -hmm. and that has really fallen apart these days (laughs) as far as like, okay, I go to school, and then I do a young artist apprenticeship program, and then I win the major competition, and then I get management, and then I have a great career. And that track doesn't work for too many people. Um, So the rest of us have to just what happens and um (laughs) it's it does like as you said take creativity Mm -hmm. um as well for me is just seeing what ends up in front of me Mm -hmm. and to me that's been really interesting I'm like oh okay here is here are the opportunities being presented here are the people who want to hear me sing here are the people who want to hire me yeah uh here are teaching opportunities like that's Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my life. It's your life. Absolutely. There it is right there. You know, when you're, I don't care what it is you're looking at, you know, what livelihood you're looking at. If there is no other choice for you, <laughs> like if you have yeah. to do this, it's not that you want to do this, but you have to do this. That right. sort of separates the men from the boys. And then what you're talking about is building your own world within your own world. And yeah, and it's, it's not easy. It's interesting to have acquired like a very 
specific skill set. Like learning to sing classically, learning to sing at all, Mm -hmm. but specifically within this realm of classical music, acquiring all of the many skills that we need to do that well Mm -hmm. is really refined. And so once you have done all the work to, to get there, it's kind of funny to be like, okay, where does this fit in? Mm-hmm. Like, who who needs me? Who needs who needs this? Because it's there's a lot of different things that uh, other people may find useful. Like, we don't see it. We see it like, oh, I just know how to sing, right? But you know, along the way, we've learned so many ways of like even just being on stage, of public speaking, mm-hmm. of of learning how to learn. I think that's a big one that we take for granted. Like when we study singing we have to learn not only the language and the rhythm and the notes and the whatever the infinite number of things just to learn one song right. or one opera and we don't realize oh we're experts in learning how to learn something to master it to memorize it yeah. <laughs> and then do it do it again and then have to um, perform that in front of people and right and that in itself is an incredible skill so yeah. You're so right about life. that, Allison. You know, I was just, uh, we're, this weekend I'm doing a free class for some folk, uh, just beginning, you know, music fundamentals for people that aren't comfortable reading music, right? And these are yeah. adults, and these are very musical, creative folk that who, you know, just for whatever reason, never really felt comfortable or had the time or whatever to learn how to read what's on the page. And, yeah. you know, you have to start somewhere. So we're going we're gonna to do this class. Um, but, you know, the interesting thing about that is learning how to learn mm-hmm. is a huge part of that process. And I think that that's why a lot of people haven't always embraced it is because maybe they didn't know how they would learn this stuff. Right. Because it's. Well, and <laughs> people are so used to being good at something right away. Yeah. Or they're see that right away saying well that's not for me that's not my thing i'm not good at that right but <laughs> that's what happens we're, 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 that's what happens yeah. the majority of the time and and especially in music it's so vulnerable when you're singing or when you're trying to think back you know people were quite scarred maybe by in their early life they took piano lessons or sure. something and they couldn't do it right away and they felt the pressure of oh no i i right. feel dumb i feel bad at this i mustn't be good at this I'm not good at this. Yes, yes. But no, it, it takes a lot of failure to be. Let's chat. Let, actually, we, I hear some music. We're going to take that ball and run with it in our le- next segment because I think there's a lot to discover there. WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. Just stay where you are and join us uh, after this break, and we'll come back and talk with Allison Messier, wonderful musician, uh, when we come back. Welcome back to Artful Living. Jane Cormier, your host here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. And we have a great guest today, a young gal uh, who is a musician and a singer and an educator. And her name is Allison Messier. She is originally from Manchester. And uh, we were having a great conversation before the music came in and sort of got in the way of what we were talking about. But I really think it's an important thing for us to sort of flesh out here uh, because it's not immediately apparent to the lay folk uh, 
who maybe look at music or classical music or opera or whatever um, in, a, in a way that isn't terrifically deep. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think if we talk about what's inside there, that might be kind of enlightening. So, um, Allison, the last, when we were just speaking, if, if folks are just joining us, we'll get them up to, up to speed. Um, we were talking about how you learn so many things when you become a musician, when you become a singer. There are so many more things than just singing notes. Absolutely. It's like a whole realm of like highly specialized skills. Right. Just that take many years, many hours, many grueling, horrible failures yes. <laughs> to, to even become familiar and competent and, and work toward mastery of these skills. Mm-hmm. And, and one, of, one of the things that we were speaking about was, was about just reading music and becoming familiar with on, what's on the page and being able to read music as we have learned to, to read language. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you're going to offer this class that's upcoming, that's free for adults. Yes. Um, I don't know if you wanted to mention the details of that in case anybody is interested, because I think that's great. Yeah. Um, pe- people think about reading music as being really far away from yeah. their current ability, and it's like <laughs> this huge, complicated thing. Um, but it's really quite simple yeah. once you understand, you know, the, the basics. Right. And, how they connect, because um, it's all like a yeah, puzzle. And, and how they connect, yeah. Mm. And and um, if people don't right away get good at it, they think, oh, that's not for me. But I, I, I really disagree. It, it's hard as a teacher to, to convince people to stick with it. Yes. And to, to keep trying and keep failing, and that's okay. But yes, that you do. <laughs> there is progress in in the... So you have you have absolutely tapped on you've touched on something that as a teacher and have been doing this for thirty years plus your thirty years um, that really is the antithesis of a great teacher and that is to um, while you're offering the information to offer enthusiasm you know for the continued growth but also to highlight what what. Uh, improvements, what acceleration has happened, what learning has occurred uh, in a way that these these people can understand. Because we do live in a time where technology has made this all worse. Everything mm. is so immediate, right? It's yeah. right now. And music isn't right now. Music will never be McDonald's. Great music will never be McDonald's. And Good point. we have to take time to do that. And I think that great teachers really, really understand that the essence of this learning, this new language, this musical language, uh, is mm. takes a little bit of time and patience. And, and you're going to have your ups and downs, and it's all okay. Yeah, and part of it is that once we come out the other end of having learned all of the necessary skills to become a good musician, whether we're a singer or play an instrument, um, it sounds and looks really easy once we get good at it. Yeah. And, and so people are quick to say, like, oh, you're so talented. You have such a beautiful voice. <laughs> Which, okay, thank you. I'm grateful <laughs> for their perspective of that. Right. However, there's so much invisible work behind that, right? There's, like, years oh, and gosh. years Absolutely. of grueling study um, to learn those skills, which looks very basic and simple because we're doing it well. It's right. easy. <laughs> you can't and let them so, see your sweat. 
like my favorite thing, I, I do a lot of singing in churches. So I sing in front of a lot of people on the weekly basis. Yeah. I'm oh. affecting the lives of people. I'm grateful for that. However, <laughs> so many people will say to me like, oh, like I sing, but I don't sing like that. Like <laughs> I try to sing and it doesn't come out like that. And <laughs> my new tactic <laughs> is to ask them like, well, how many hours a week do you practice? Or, right, you know, right. who, who, are you, who are your teachers? Like, who have you studied with in what lineage of teachers? Yes. <laughs> because for us, who have spent our whole lives really uh, continuing to, to refine and, you know, polish, polish the stone, keep mm. working on the skills, keep going. Right. Um, it's, it's not so simple that we just opened our mouths and sounded like this. Yes. That it took an awful lot that behind the scenes nobody really knew about, um, which mm. I guess is okay. You know, I mean, yeah. that you do it to do it. You do it to become, um, you know, really good at what you're offering. I think yeah. the communication aspect of it is interesting um, because really what you have to do as a singer is not only learn the technique and and learn how that performance will work, but you also have to deal with making sure that whatever you're doing actually communicates yeah. forward. You know, what are you trying to get out right. as the, as what you're doing, you know? To get outside of yourself yes. after all this work that you've done to figure out how to do it and how, yeah, to be in communication with our audience. Indeed. I think that's like a love, that's sort of like one of a layer a layering that happens, mm-hmm. a natural layering that happens when you've gone through the process of learning anything really well. Um, yeah, it, the, the, it's a whole separate skill. And that's what's yeah. so sad, too. Like when I have, you know, my voice students and they give a little concert or something and then they didn't do it exactly how they did it in their lesson. Yeah. And they're really upset that their friends and family didn't yes. see them and hear them do it as really good as they could do it. Yeah. And that they have been really shining and I've been able to see during their lesson time. So that's kind of like one of those things that I always have to explain to people that you, it's a different skill set to all of a sudden get up in front of people. Mm-hmm. And then you're faced with this, oh my gosh, I have to do it right now. I have to do it. Right. This is it. <laughs> this is it. Yes. No, you know so what? Young the, performers, you get that really, really strong anxiety you know, mm-hmm. they they want to do so well. And I, I, I've i sort of decided as I've experienced this for so many years that I don't really discuss it when I hear the words coming out about anxiety at mm-hmm. the beginning. I don't, I just say, ah, it's going to be fine. You know, if you can't trust yourself, trust me. I just sort of let it let it ride. Just just keep going. Yeah. Just keep teaching them. And then when it gets time to have the performance, um, you know, maybe a week out, week or two out, you can start talking about the fact that even if it wasn't your best or even if you don't feel like you were really connecting, um, you have still done ABC. And that oh, never yeah. goes away. <laughs> you got that. And once you do that, you really can de-stress a lot of that performance thing because for the all-or-nothing thinking, um, if you can be reminded of, well, I learned this, this, and this, that de-stresses how much importance is in that one one event, you know? It's very complex, isn't it? It's extremely. It really is. And you know what? Good good performers become usually pretty 
pretty good teachers if they're in touch with that, I think, because they recognize that in themselves. And then, mm. you know, you can communicate that with the student. Yeah. I think that's one thing that has been a little bit hard for me about teaching is that I always felt that I was going to sing, like, for my life. Like, that. I always felt that it was my job to learn to do this really well. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people I teach are doing it because, you know, they think it's fun. They're, you know, dabbling in it. Sure. It's not, they don't take it, like, extremely seriously (laughs) as I did. So it's a little bit hard for me to, you know, find that same perspective, that shared. Yeah. um, You know, (laughs) that point of view of, like, why the why. Why am I learning this? Why am I doing this? Right. It must be a little bit different, I guess, because... uh... Uh, is it frustrating? Do you find it a little frustrating? Um, I think it's frustrating. And I think, too, it, it goes with what you were saying about in this current world, mm-hmm. everything is so fast. Yeah, Everybody's used to everything being, like, instantaneous. <laughs> except <laughs> and, the voice. <laughs> except the voice. Oh, my goodness, it takes forever. And even just learning to, like, feel... One thing that I, I think all of, I'm not going to say all, but mo- most, many of my students really struggle with feeling the beat and yeah. finding where the beat is in, in music and, and how that's different from the melodic rhythm, but they have to work together. The rhythm of our song that we're singing has to has to match up with the beat, especially when we're collaborating with others, when Indeed. we have a pianist or we're singing <laughs> with a band or an orchestra or anything like an organist in church we have to go together we have to find the same steady tempo the time yeah and that's that's challenging that's a real struggle for a lot of people yeah for sure um things that maybe we took for granted or that like that's where maybe the talent piece would come in as an appropriate word some people have just an innate ability for certain pieces of it yeah certain little pieces some people get right away yeah like they don't have to learn that you don't have to explain it they get it. You can tell they just get it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take an, another little break here. And uh, we're with Allison Messier, who is a young musician. Um, and we'll take this little short break and come right back and talk with her some more about music and life and all the good things that it can bring. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Hang tight. We will be right back. Welcome back. Jane Cormier, your host here on Artful Living, WKXL New Hampshire Talk Radio. And uh, if you're just joining us, we have a wonderful conversation going uh, with a young gal, Alison Messier, who is a teacher and educator. She's a vocalist and a classically trained singer. And we've had a great conversation here regarding teaching and um, perspective of, of that um, in, in our community and working with people. And um, Allison, in that last segment, I, I didn't want to pick it up because it's kind of a, a big point and I, we were on a bump break there. But uh, you had mentioned that there was a real, sometimes a challenge with people finding the beat of the mm. music, right? And yeah. um, this brings up a really, I think, pertinent point in why music can be so challenging for folks is because that rhythm component that you're talking about to find where the beat is can be a different side of the brain (laughs) Mm -hmm. from the one that's finding a pitch 
And yeah. that's why putting those synapses together is so challenging. That's why language, learning a new language can be challenging. That's why math, three-dimensional problem solving, is the same complexity of you know, understanding how music works in the brain. And so it's not surprising that, uh, you know, what you're talking about with students maybe having trouble navigating, you know, the rhythm or, you know, where's the beat. Yeah, uh, makes or, how to put, or just that point of putting all those pieces together of like the pitch, <laughs> the words, the the sound of the vowel, where the consonants fit, the, the rhythm, and also the beat, how the that rhythm that you learned, okay, the song goes like this, da, 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 whatever. That fits into, this is how fast we're going. This right. is how fast the other people you're going to do this song with are going. <laughs> and that is something that, I don't know, nobody ever taught me how to explain that to other people. Like, that's not one of those things that you, it's a trial and error. It's so individual to each person and yes. each learner. Each student is going to be at a different place. Yep, trying to learn that. So, I mean, and everybody wow. has, like you said, their only like some students would get that immediately. Some people will get the vowel right. placement immediately. Some people have fabulous rhythm, accurate rhythm, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and they get that part because that brain function is accessible. And now right. we're trying to teach them something new, and they have to find the synapse. We have to develop the synapse and then practice it so that you don't have to think about that anymore. It just happens from right to left lobe. It's just mm. doing its thing. And that's what takes time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, uh, you know, because I'm an old person, an older <laughs> older person. I'm an old person. Yeah, you know, I've, I've lived it for more than a few years, and... um my my education, the world was different. It was mm-hmm. a different place. I, you know, when I was out trying to have the career, there was no emails. There was no texting. There were no phones. You know, you went out right. to another country, and if you were by yourself, you were really by yourself. Um, sometimes you couldn't even use the phones, pay phones to access overseas. So it was a different place. And I think in some ways, although it was, I think, you know, in some ways, tasks uh, more difficult, right? In certain tasks, it was just more difficult. I think that the other side of that was that I was within that, you know, within that world, I was given time to figure things out, (laughs) you know, Mm. to actually work it through because there wasn't all this thing, oh, I got to check my inbox. Oh, I've got to go here. Oh, I've got to do Who's calling? Yeah, or you have to make a video. You have to make all this content to put on your social media so mm-hmm. other people can see that you're busy and you're doing the thing. Look, I'm studying my score. I'm going to post a video about it. Yes. There's this expectation now that everything is yeah. is shared. It's constantly on display. Yeah. That's stressful. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't want to do that for anything no. in the world. Holy but moment. now it's, I think it's one of those things that's kind of expected by singers' management companies. I mean, that's in their contract that they're posting all of their day. Oh, look, I'm practicing now. Oh, look, I'm on my way to rehearsal. I'm holy that's moly, too really? much for me. That's, yes. that's in the contracts to have to do that? Oh, that's a big piece of it. I didn't and, know oh, that. And oh, you have to, you know, that they don't, they won't take you on unless you have such and such many followers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's the whole world. Wow. So you have to embrace that if you're going to have that career? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And some oh. people are even hiring social media managers to help them with it and to make a plan for this is how many days oh a week my. I have to do this or this. 
you know, I didn't know it was that, you know, complex out there. I figured that you would do some of that, but I didn't know that it was something that you had to sign on mm-hmm. to produce. Because all of the, you know, many of the various opera companies and orchestras are, are relying on that, too, for their reach and their ticket sales. You wow. know, they, they want the people who are working for them, the singers and different instrumentalists, to do some of that work to carry that burden of, of the content for the social media so people Holy moly. can do that marketing. <laughs> Wowie zowie, that blows my mind. I mean, that could yeah. be so cumbersome. Yeah, it's overwhelming to me. I'm, I'm not in that world so much. Yeah. Um, I lay a bit lower career-wise, but it's, I'm watching friends and acquaintances do that. Sure. And it looks really stressful. Yes. I mean, and not it's a to, lot. It's, it must steal time and planning and mm-hmm. stuff away from time. the singing. Yeah. Wow. What a point. Okay, I've got I to gotta mm. let that one sit. And constantly making little videos of yeah. rehearsals, coaching, lessons, and then having to, like, edit their little video of whatever they just made and post it so people can see. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, it's, it's certainly somewhat interesting to, to watch some of these videos that people are yeah, making sure. just to see their, see their process. Like, oh, look at that. You know, we get to see the it's a work in process. And they're not perfect, which is a nice thing. People are sharing less than perfect content. Yeah. Which is, is humanizing. It's nice. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. And I never knew that. I never even thought about that aspect. You're, you're right about that, though, I bet. So, mm-hmm. so tell me, how important is the right amount of stress in, in this career thing? You know, I, I, I uh-huh. wonder about that because we are a more stressed just in the number of things that you're expected to do in a day. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so you have to wonder for the singer, right? What is the right amount of stress? Um, how to navigate that? What do you think about that? I mean, has stress, is that something that you've ever had to navigate or do you feel that you're, you know, pretty free going from one thing to another? I think that we we go through our lives ending from a bank account that we don't know how much is in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one day we hit a wall and we're completely exhausted and, and looking at burnout. Yep. I was like, wow, I have no energy. I don't, I'm somewhat apathetic. I, I see this in so many people. I see it in myself and it goes, you know, around right now. I'm, you know, I'm doing well and learning to, to say like, Oh, I can only say yes to so many things. That's right. I cannot <laughs> say yes to everything <laughs> or I will be burned out. We can call that stress. You yeah. could also call it exhaustion. Maybe it's we don't feel mentally stressed. We don't have anxiety per yeah. se. Yeah. But it's very stressful on our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's very stressful on just like how much we have available to to do and the resources to continue to go, go, go all the time. Yeah. Which certainly as people who are self employed, this certainly reaches outside the arts, but is mostly true for everyone who works in the arts. Yes. If we don't set some boundaries for ourselves about like, I am going to stop at such and such a time today. Right. We would continue to do this do work or at least have it cooking in our head. Like, Oh yes, I'm available to everyone. I'm going to respond to these messages. I'm going to continue to think about this next project. I'll stop what I'm doing with, I'm making dinner to sit down and continue to work on this or that, or it's just, you're working all the time. Yes. Instead of saying, no, I need to stop now. And the thing that I am doing is that I am resting. Yes. 
how <laughs> how like important is that for a singer? <laughs> I mean, um, I think most people learn it too late. Yeah, <laughs> you are so right about that. Yeah, you only learn it when you've been through like complete exhaustion. Yeah. You're so right. This is, you know what, the boundary thing, um, absolutely true. And especially for a singer, and I, I know it's true for everybody probably in the arts or even anyone that's self-employed, you're just always working at what you're doing. Mm. Here's the one caveat, though, that I think is different in a little in a way, and that is as the singer, your instrument is you. You are yeah. the voice. You know what I mean? It's not the piano that's outside of True. you. It's It'll you. It'll tell you sooner. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's like a big thing. And yeah. in the in the in the era that we're living, the the overtaking too many things, taking on too many things has probably never been as uh, important to not do mm-hmm. than ever because you're absolutely right. There is a there is a point where it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you hit that wall. Yeah, you got nothing left. You got nothing left. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. I hear the music. We're going to take another little break here and come back on the other side. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. You're with Artful Living, and we will be right right back after this break. Welcome back, WKXL, New Hampshire TalkRadio.com. Jane Cormier here, your host for Artful Living. And we've been having a delightful chat with a young lady named Allison Messier, who hails from Manchester, New Hampshire. But right now, I believe you're, you live in Rhode Island, don't you, Allison? I, I do. You do. I you live, have a beautiful house. I live in Little Compton, Rhode Island. There you go. And uh, you're about to teach at Mitchell College. and mm-hmm, In New London. Yeah, absolutely. And that's in Connecticut, right? Mm-hmm. Are you there yet? I am there. <laughs> I know you were on the road when we oh. had our call. It's good for you for calling in still. Um, of course. You know what? We were talking about the life of the singer and the challenging challenges that, that uh, musical folk and others face. Um, what about in this segment we talk about the good things? Let's talk about the plus mm-hmm. things. Um, certainly one of the plus things that you mentioned is that along with the skills to sing and perform come the wonderful opportunities to learn many other things like how to communicate, how to, how to do all these other thought processes that come along with the singing. Yeah. One thing that I've been thinking about recently too, is even this skill that exists more powerfully in the real world than it does ever in a recording or a video, being able, when, when we do what we do, when we sing for people and bring music to them, people are changed by it. People feel they process whatever it is that they have on their heart that they need to feel. Mm-hmm. We help them to do that. Yeah. We help them to, you know, think more deeply about something, to have like a pause in their life that, as we said before, it's a go, go, go world. Right. There's not many moments when people are allowed or allow themselves to just stop and take it in. So when we do this precious moment in time where we're going to give offer them a song, <laughs> that's rare in this world. Yeah. So when we're doing that and people are so really moved by it, like that's that's like magic. That doesn't <laughs> um, that doesn't exist much anymore. And 
especially when we put it up to, we're getting to a point with technology where the AI can create a song, it can create a voice. It only needs a few seconds sample of anyone's voice to yeah. make this robot voice that can say anything that can, or, or um, you know, that the AI can comp- compose music in the style of, you know, whatever composer. But sure. it, it never really, it never really reaches what a human can do. Right. And yeah. so it, we are not, um, we're not made, um, like, what, am I, what word am I looking for? Like, it, we still matter. This is still a skill that only <laughs> living humans can do. Like, robots right. are not taking this. That's <laughs> right. And it's probably one of the few that you can come up with, that AI yeah, yeah. will not be able to take, I, I don't believe it will ever be able to take um, the individual human characteristics in people. Mm-hmm. It can sort of figure out all the facts or the technique, maybe even in music or, or the factual things about anything. But yeah, it's it- not going to tinge the emotion. And right. that's what communicating great art does. Is yeah, it's the emotional. power of the music of being there yeah. at a concert or any any kind of circumstance where music is being offered. Yes, it's it's different, and that's such. Like I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that that's part of my life. That that's my job. Yeah. I get to do that. Um, it's amazing. Absolutely. When you really stop to think about it, um, you know, I I I have students in the past where. Um, and I had one pretty recently, a fairly, you know, accomplished singer, young singer, uh, whose folks didn't want this person to go into music with the idea that it's not going to be a livelihood that will be worthwhile, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I would say that that student was probably pretty crushed by that, but was sort of brought to the point where, you know, that was just the way it was going to go. There wasn't going to be music in any real way going forward. Um, and I have a real problem with that because mm-hmm. money and job, right, uh, do not the person maketh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And is there anything worse? I could tell you, personally speaking, there must be nothing worse in life than waking up when you're 60 and looking back and saying, boy, I wish I had done ABC. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine anything worse than that. And, you know, it's, it's until you're ready to be courageous enough to say, this is really what I want to do and have enough courage to know I will make this work. This will be okay. Um, yeah, you know it's a it's an awful regret I think to have to live with. Anna. Yeah, and we see it so much with people mm-hmm. like that that regret around music specifically. A lot of the time, like oh, I wish I had kept doing that. Yes. Um, or people who don't even know they just feel so disconnected. They hate their job. They're so unhappy. Oh, they yeah. don't feel feel that purpose that connection to like purpose. Of, like, totally. Why am, totally. I'm supposed to be here. I'm on a mission. What is the thing? Yeah. You know, I'm, but, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I'm the last of eight kids. And growing up, we're a huge family, right? I mean, I have stopped counting. 
<laughs> and in in my existence, when I can't tell you the number of times I I go, oh my gosh, when the job thing comes up, you know, oh I hate my job, or I hate having mm-hmm. to go to work, or you know, I'm I'm so bored with this, but you know, it pays so well. I I can't tell you the number of times I've come across that, and to me, that has to be like the saddest thing in the world. Can you imagine waking up every day and having to go someplace that you don't want to go? I don't know. I've never been able to do it. (laughs) And like to me, that's not freedom. You know, that's not what, that's not even what like our, the generations who came before us and our families worked so hard to come from wherever they came from. Mm -hmm. And there's so much struggle and whatever horrible situations through wars, through just, struggle and yeah. grit and hard work they didn't work so hard that so that we could do jobs that we hate yeah they it, wouldn't want that for us true you're right but but how premi- how prominent is it it's it's everywhere mm-hmm. i see it in the classroom i teach right now pre-k through eight and mm-hmm. um i see i see the beginnings of that yeah um and of course it's not my place to say anything, you know, and it's not my place to push or do anything more than just be what I am. Um, yeah, I th- see that in academia, too. Yeah. It's like, even the kids, a lot of them, they don't, they're not engaged, they're not curious, they don't want to know. Yeah. You know, you ask them, why did you get up today? Come here, what makes you excited? Why, what are you going to do, you know, after this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that weird? We are seeing that more. That's really sad. Do you think it's just a product of social media and technology? I don't know. Like, I begin to wonder whether it's a bigger thing, you know, sort of by design, everybody kind of being herded into this life of just being a worker bee. Yeah, bad. You know, making somebody else Mm. more rich and powerful. I I don't know why. There's certainly, of course, there's been so much collective stuff that we've been through in the past five or so years that, yeah, there's some, like, after effects, probably after having just been way too stressed. Right, right. Um, And disconnected. And disconnected from one another. Yeah, having everything taken from us. Mm Mm-hmm. You are not um, wrong about that. And, you know, I think even the musical world and the theater world and the art world uh, has still not come back, I think, to previous, you know, before, let's say, COVID um, mm-hmm. levels, because we're still trying to navigate our way out of everything being closed and shut down. You yeah. know, we're still working out of it. Look at the opera companies, you know, the opera companies, if they haven't closed totally. I'd and the say, fact that we lost opera news. Yeah, it's the biggest, the biggest magazine in opera. Isn't that is sad? Done. Yeah, the last issue is coming out now or something. Yeah, that oh, says sad. a lot. Yeah, it is. It says a lot. Well, you know what? We don't want to. We don't want to end our our program on a, a a negative note. But I'll tell you what mm. the positive is, Allison. Having known you from when you were eleven to now, you are a, a beacon of light. <laughs> Of, of all good things and without people like you out there to pursue the goodness and music and art and and collective you know community um, I think that we would have missed that so I'm, I'm very grateful to have taught you I'm great grateful that you're out there as part of the world to promote it to promote all Aww. the good things 
You're a good thank kid. Thank you. The feeling is mutual. Ah. I'm so grateful to have had you. To well, always be you. so enthusiastic and so <laughs> alive. There you go. Two of us. We aren't gone yet. We're out there. We have more to do. So that's a good thing. Allison yes. Messier, thank you so much for being with us at Artful Living. You're and uh, you have a great day. You too. All right. And thank, thank you to our listeners. WKXL New Hampshire Talk Radio. We will be back next week with two more shows. Uh, remember now, you can find all of the shows on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester.